Listener Production. It's time to get scrumptious with two sexy English muffins. It sounds delicious and it's adorable. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Look, Alex Dyson, it's a little bit overdue, but we really need to thank you listening for a massive uh, surprise and the good news that we received uh, over the weekend last week. Yeah, that's right. Um, All day breakfast for the second year running. Got a nomination for the Australian Podcast Awards in the Best Entertainment category, which is super sweet. We love doing this podcast with you every single morning. And um, there we are against some, um, you know, obviously some stiff competition, Matt O'Kine. But, um, it's, I mean, it's just an honour to be nominated, isn't it? It is. I'm a little bit disappointed that we weren't nominated for our reigning award. Last year, we took out our moment of the year <sighs> because, um, you know, of a pretty pretty heartfelt topic to me regarding racism um, and my experiences of it during the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, we did submit Australia's Got Flatulence this year. Yeah, and it's the lighted shade that we that we love here <laughs> at All Day Breakfast. Didn't get into it. Wait, can we... Bron, producer Bron, did we actually submit Australia's Got Flatulence for moment of the year? No. Uh, what was it? I couldn't have that on my name. <laughs> Oh, what, Bron? Are you embarrassed to be a part of this podcast? Wow. That episode isn't my finest. Wow, Bron. All right. Well, okay. Well, so we're not in that category this year, but it is awesome. And, well, we've got a chance. We can try and make up for it. So we can maybe, in an acceptance speech, say that Australia's Got Flatulence was robbed. We were eliminated in the Listener's Choice Awards. So if you want to do your boys a solid, um, australianpodcastawards.com forward slash vote... And you can pop in all day breakfast for your uh, listener's choice award. Now, there's some other, I mean, on other podcasts, there are some big campaigns going on, Matt O'Kine. But I reckon the all day breakfast audience is able to pull one out of the bag and um, maybe we could do a bribery and sweep through and take it out. Even we, it got announced like last Friday. We're only just talking about it now. So I reckon we could do it. Well, look, we've got a massive show for you today regardless. Uh, we got some mind blown. We're going to be chatting to someone who... It really was uh, an incredible chat. Someone who's dived into the world of ASMR, but on a really relationship and, I don't know, emotional scale. Emotional uh, level, yeah. Like, if yeah. you enjoy sounds such as this. Hello. Hello. Then you may like our uh, our guest today. Her name is Laura Noige, and she's got a podcast called Pillow Talk, which has just come out. We're going to dip into that world, dip our toe into the water or our ears into the aquarium of ASMR a little bit later We're on in the show. We're going to dip our raw bacon into that little pool of hot oil <laughs> very, very shortly. That's right. But up first, there's a big anniversary, Matt, that you'll no doubt be celebrating. We're going to talk about it right now. It's All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt, can you believe it's 20 years ago today that these immortal words were uttered in a cinema for the first time? You're a wizard, Harry. Wow. I mean, just goosebumps looking back on it again. Hagrid telling a young Daniel Radcliffe after a worldwide search to get the part of Harry Potter. Um, oh, my God. In the Is first that 20 film. years? Well, to the films, the books, even longer. Uh, I mean, I, I started working at a video store in 2003 and this is like my dream job, just hitting into acting school. Mm. And I'm pretty sure Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was still in the 
new to weekly section <laughs> yeah, of the video store. Paid, yeah, this you know the seven day new releases that you yeah. can get there. I think they cost about four dollars fifty the week. So that means yeah, that sort of checks out. It would have taken about six months to a year to get onto DVD, yeah. and then about another year to get around to that part of the of the shop. It's about right. I remember watching it when it did come out on video. It didn't go to the cinemas from memory, but watching it on video at school, they put it on. Very disappointed. Very disappointed because I mean you create your own. Your own oh, world no. in your head. Oh, don't and tell so, me you've read the book and you. I and bet so you say. I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I know you're one of those guys. The book Dyson. was so much better. I hate <laughs> to like. You know it pains me to you say. You would have said it so li- loud. Literature um, was a lot better than the films, but they cut out. Cut out full sections. I mean, oh, you would have been in the book. You imagine really, really, really good acting, and you know, I think they warmed up to it. The uh, the three stars was it Rupert Grint and uh, Emma Watson. I, it took a while for them to to warm to the roles as it went through, but um, quite incredible. I remember for the first time seeing the sign Privet Drive, and I'm like, oh, I thought it was Pivot. Like I just for for a whole series, I didn't put the R in the street that he lived on, and I also when I read the books, I pronounced it. Um, Hermoin instead of Hermione. So that was oh weird my God. to watch the movies. Do you know what other name <laughs> I did that with? I remember reading a Nancy... Drew. A, no, a Judy... Bloom. Judy Bloom <laughs> book. And the, and the girl's name was Phoebe and I just thought it was Foebe for <laughs> ages. I had no idea. Hey, hey, Foebe. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I want to know. Anyway, I, that's I only, been... Sorry, go on. Mate. I only figured it out when someone said, oh, like in the book, someone goes, your name rhymes with, I can't, I think it was like BB or something. And I was like, what? How does Foebe rhyme with BB? <laughs> and then, oh, it made yeah, sense. Yeah, the penny dropped. Well, it has been 20 years since you've seen it in cinemas. So I think enough time has passed for a spoiler alert. And it is time that you uh, listening were caught up on what exactly goes on in Harry Potter. Um, Matt, you've, you've, Seen it, haven't you? No, I have not seen... I've seen less of Harry Potter than I have of Star Wars and that wasn't much. (laughs) Well, you gave us a very, very good rundown of the plot of Star Wars a little while ago. So I think think it's only fair to celebrate. here's a little example of what it was like when I did Star Wars. She's got the two buns and... And they get married, I think, in episode one, in the season, episode one. Then Luke finds out he's... Luke and Leia get married... Do they? I thought Hope they not. might have gotten married. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> oh, are they sister? Are they brother and sister? Absolutely nailing it. Your aim for the plot was like a stormtrooper's aim shooting at Han Solo. I mean, that's how good it was. I don't understand that reference. Okay. okay not very good. Enough. Yeah, not very good. That's that's what that is. But um, that I, I think enough time has passed for you to absorb the basic plots of this film. And so um, here for you right now, this is... Matt O'Kine, uh, summarising Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. All right, so young kid called Harry gets sent to a school by his parents who to discipline Ooh. him. Ooh. Um, and Ooh, that's a rough start. No, but rough his start. parents have not survived something. <laughs> oh. They are no, they're no longer alive, and and Harry has gone to this school. Uh, which takes in orphan kids. Anyway, ha- Harry meets um, a what's girl. This, what's the name Hermione. of the school again? It's uh, Dumbledore's <laughs> School of Magicians. 
Um, and anyway, there's a big guy called Dumbledore yep. who has the big beard and he mm. he's always he's never wearing shoes and he walks around in like a big Hessian sack. And sometimes he uh, says, oh, Harry. And, uh, and then Harry has a wand. Oh, no, Harry doesn't realise that he's a magician, that he's a, a, he's a, magician. a sorcerer. You know, like a, a, a wizard. And, yeah. Um, yeah, he's not and doing a, you know, 12-week run at Vegas. It's a Because there's, there's okay. wizards and there's non-wizards who's, who are called... Hey. Who's bloody telling this story? Sorry, right? I was just anyway, help you he along. meets he meets a girl called Hermione and um, a small redhead kid called John Weasel, <laughs> and he Weasel's obviously a nerd, I'm assuming. And then mm. um, there's a bald guy with a hole instead of a nose, and as, what was his uh, name Harry again? cuts his head. What was his name? Oh. Correct. You're not allowed to say his name. <laughs> and Harry cuts his head at some point and the scar goes whoa, whoa, whoa whenever someone bad is near him. And at one point he holds his wand up and he goes, mm. and I, I, I and where's the Philosopher's Stone come into it? They're all trying to get it, obviously. They're all trying to catch the, the Philosopher's mm. Stone uh, to replace into a socket or into the into a stick that one of the the wizard headmaster of the school obviously has lost. Absolutely. Well, he's nailed it once again, Matt O'Kine. Uh, congratulations on a, a perfectly executed uh, script summary of Did Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. They fly the dragon at some point. Um, somewhat. They Hagrid finds a dragon, um, Who's and they've got to get the groundskeeper. He's the one that we oh. played before. You're we're a wizard, Harry. Found him on a rock. I thought that was Dumbledore. All right, we're going to leave it there. But the double um, dwarf. Consider yourself caught up on the plot of the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> if you would like a rundown of the Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire, uh, Order of the Phoenix. Oh my God! Um, what the hell Prince. happens in all these movies? <laughs> <laughs> um, feel free to get in touch, um, and maybe we can make a series of it to celebrate every anniversary. Was I close? Oh, spot on. Slytherins. I forgot <laughs> Slytherins. <laughs> Well, Matt, the Harry Potter anniversary, not the only thing making headlines today on this Thursday and some great news to see coming out of America, um, someone one-upping you because you gave us a, uh, a great little Christmas ham recipe out of nowhere yeah. yesterday. Oh, my, my mouth is watering as we speak. Oh, people have literally filled out surveys telling us not to have Matt slurping in the podcast. So well, should we beep the slurp? We probably make Lee beep the slurp. I don't want to slurp on here. <laughs> Stop slurping. Um, although this story is mouthwatering, Matt, so you're going to have to be just really restrain yourself. Why? Who's, is someone beating my El Hamo del Glazo recipe? Yep. No. Because what, what, what were you using to cook that oven? Yeah. Like some peasants? Yeah. Some medieval cook? No, 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 no. What is there? New, need, is there a new way? Some it, sort of a new blockchain m- way to cook my a new food. modern way to do your uh, your your hams or in this case a steak. Ooh. A US news correspondent Michael George revealed that you can roast up a perfectly decent piece of meat in the dishwasher. What? What you do is you grab a slab of steak, 
plastic sealable bag, okay, vacuum seal it, toss it in the dishwasher. I guess you can, I'm not sure if you put it on pots and pans or you go the, you know, eco wash or what, what you put it on. But um, it, you know, the water obviously heats up and you put it in the machine, 96 minutes, pop it out, Bob's your uncle. Bon appetit. Very this great. delicious. Ever cl- cooked a clean steak before? Steak. <laughs> 96 minutes is such a long time to cook a steak. Like, so unnecessary. Yeah, well, he says it doesn't do all the work because after you do that, you still have to whack it in the pan for some, with some what? garlic to get it perfectly medium rare. But um, it cooks it quite well. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, I. I cooked my steak on a bench. Yeah, just left it there for three and a half hours. And, um, yeah, I mean, just at the end I had to cook it in a pan. <laughs> oh, wow, what a surprise. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Although it does sound pretty ripe for the old reverse sear. I don't know if you're across the reverse sear, Alex Dyson, where you cook a piece of meat for a very long time and then, as Michael did, finish it on mm. a very high That's heat. That's what he's so doing. It was the dishwasher reverse sear. Uh, it sounds like a little bit. Well, it's also a waste of time because then you've got to you've got to put all the dirty dishes back in the dishwasher and, and then put it on again. Yeah, if only you could wash the plate of the steak you're eating while cooking the steak. I'm sure there's <laughs> exactly. some sort of time travel. Which it gets do you know what next. you should do? That little container that you put the dishwashing powder into, herbs and spices. <laughs> now we're talking. Perfectly distributed throughout <laughs> the dishwasher. That's a great one. What use have you been looking at, Matt? Okay, how about this, Alex Dyson? Picture this, picture this. You go away for work, all right? Mm-hmm. You've done that a couple of times. You know, you've been DJing across the country or yep. you know, up and One down the East Coast. One spare pair of jocks and a toothbrush. Yep, that's what I do yeah, usually. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Picture this. Guy in the UK goes away from work, gets a phone call from his uh, neighbours who are like, hey, Mike, um, there's people in your house, right? He's like, what? Okay. Comes home. Uh-oh. Robbers. To his hometown of Luton, right, to find the house has been completely stripped of his belongings. <gasps> renovations have already started taking place. What? The robbers are renovating? His key doesn't work. And then the people in the house told him to get out, claiming he was trespassing. All right. Like people in there renovating and they're saying, <laughs> get, out of, get out of the and place, he's like, you're trespassing. This is my house. And they're like, no, this is my house. Turns out, right, Mr. Michael, we've got two stories about a Michael. Uh, today, uh, they found that his identity had been stolen. Scammers had made away with two hundred and forty thousand Australian dollars from selling his home that wasn't theirs to sell. Oh, no. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how they did it. Just so they a, sold I don't it to know, some people, but, and they were like, "Oh, we're in we're in the market." They just put photos up of it on like I guess real so. they had, or something. They probably had his you know ID card or whatever, a few a few credentials. Yeah, transfer yeah. the money to this, this house. house to this account. Oh, man. Imagine how annoyed you'd be if your new home. Although, that would be you would, you'd be, the annoyance would hopefully be tempered by the fact you go in and it's like, oh, these kitchen, kitchen renos look great. Thank you very yeah, much. Wow. Oh, you put what the spa in? I like it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What about you do? All right. Well, we'll have to follow you that. You go, story. oh, wait, hold on. Oh, have you guys been cooking steaks in the dishwasher? Thank you very much. This is, <laughs> I like your style. Oh, I think that's the only way we're going to be able to get into the market, Matt, is if um, if, so, if we buy a house that isn't actually for sale. <laughs> <laughs> All day breakfast. All day breakfast. Mmm, drippy.
Well, hold on to your head, Alex Dyson, because it's that time of the week again. I'm about to blow your mind. That's right. Matt brings in some mind-blowing facts to keep us all um, intelligent and intrigued and make sure our cerebral matter hits as many flat surfaces as possible. Matt, what have we got this week? All right. Well, I was told I was looking at the uh, looking at a little video from Mashable on Twitter yesterday, and it talked about uh, the maker of the Rubik's cube, Ernio Rubik, <laughs> the inventor of the Rubik's cube, Mr. Rubik himself. Yeah, but <laughs> Erno Rubik, right? He was saying because he's a design a background in design. Sure, he wanted to make something that was challenging for his students. And you know what he else he cube. In- invented? Is he anything else of note that he that he created? Oh, sorry. One of the world's top toys and puzzles is not enough for you. <laughs> well, I was just wondering. You, you a know, little bit of a what a, have you done for me lately? Well, hey, I'm Alex asking a one, you know, it could be a one-hit wonder. I don't know, mate. This guy probably gets royalty checks that he could wallop you, you know, over the <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, I am. I am sure, but I'm just wondering whether he's, you know, David Bowie or Vanilla Ice. I'm just wondering of the of the toy world. <laughs> Look, I didn't go into Erno's back catalogue, mate. I didn't well, find out Wikipedia. what else. It's one more click. Do you know what? Actually, so I saw a quote from Arthur Conan Doyle who said, um, "If in the future Sherlock Holmes is the only thing I am known for, then I am a failure." <laughs> it's like, ugh. sorry, Arthur. Ooh, hate to uh, don't, break I wasn't it to across you. your B sides, <laughs> right. um, but poor Erno, he's still killing it. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, he was saying that the possibilities of combinations for the Rubik's Cube, right, is 43 quintillion. Whoa. Now, that's 43000000000000000000. We're talking about 18 zeros at the end, right? Almost 43 Google. See, can use it in a sentence. Yeah. So, you think that's a big number. Okay. But I was pointed to the TikTok account of a Mr. Andy Nez, Andy underscore Nez, who did a really great video talking about the fact that it's pretty likely that no deck of cards yeah. has ever been shuffled in the same order. And yeah, I thought that I'll was give you that because I've heard that before. Still mind-blowing in that it's in all likelihood if you take your deck of cards (laughs) that you've got at your house right now and shuffle it up and then look at the order that it's in, there is it is a very likely, (laughs) extremely, (laughs) almost certain that no one's ever shuffled it in that order ever before. Because it would take like, even if you did a deck of cards every second in the different order, it would take like millions of years to get through all the possibilities. It's eight times 10 to the power of 67, which is an eight with 67 zeros after that. (laughs) That's how many different combinations of cards there are. So I thought that was pretty mind-blowing. But look, as always, we always like to hear your mind-blowing facts, which you can submit to us at at matt.n.alex. And first up today... We have Ben. Back in the day, tyres actually used to be white, but uh, they changed them to black for cost efficiency. And yeah, hopefully that buys your mind. Mind alone. What? I would have assumed tyres have been the same colour the whole time. 
I just can't. Who would be silly enough? I don't like wearing a white T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone white tyres going through. I mean, and I'm Terry, correct you me got, if I'm, you got roadkill on our beautiful white tyres. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but the first roads weren't exactly the most bloody gorgeous sealed it's little a, concrete numbers either, were they? It's literally rubbing white into dirt every single time. They would time. have been going through the, all the horse crap that had been left by all the you know, carts and stuff so that was still unsightly. Look, thank along. You, thank you, Ben, for that. We also have a mind blown from Andrew. Hey, Matt and Alex. Andy from Perth here. Did you know that the world's tallest building, the Burj Khalifa, is not connected to sewage? And so every night they have to truck out the wastewater from the bottom of the building out of town. What? No. Are you kidding me? What? So the biggest building in the world is a drop toilet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seriously? Imagine imagine going to the very top floor and just <laughs> what, letting, letting one sail down. Wow. Just bungee poops. <laughs> so there's just Skydivers. some... Skydivers. Oh, the, a big old bucket underneath that someone's going to come and get every day. I, I still don't even believe that. Okay. <laughs> now, I do trust Surely. all of our... We need to independently verify oh, after yeah, that's this. Right. That's incredible. Thank you for your mind blows today. Uh, it's always good to learn and potentially be somewhat um, disgusted at the um, biggest tower's biggest bucket. <laughs> you know what? The phrase do your own research gets bandied around a lot, especially <laughs> at the moment. But having just Googled this Burj Khalifa thing, I would suggest do your own research. It is very interesting. All right, we'll get into it. That's that's what it's all about here at Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. All Day Breakfast. What do you do after a breakup, Alex Dyson? Um, some people go out too much hit the town, drink and eat their way through it. Some people curl up on the couch with a big tub of ice cream. But our next guest, Alex, um, fell into a pretty bizarre and beautiful world that you can find online, and that is the world of ASMR. It's all about sensory sounds to make you feel certain things. And uh, they're also the host of a brand new Audible original podcast. It is called Pillow Talk and it is available now. Please welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, Laura Nodge. Hello, how are you? So good, Laura. Thank you very much for joining us for a topic which is absolutely built for podcasting. Can you tell us uh, the first time you discovered ASMR and what those beautiful uh, letters uh, have come to mean for you? <laughs> Yes, yeah, so for the first time I heard it, actually, I thought it was hilarious. One of my <laughs> friends, <laughs> one of my friends was like, "Do you want to watch two hours of a woman pretending to be a whispering optometrist?" And I was like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> but I didn't really um, understand what it meant to people until I was very sad um, and going through a breakup, and then suddenly I was addicted to it. Yeah, so it okay. starts with a whispering optometrist. Where did <laughs> where did it lead? Where did what did you go through? I mean, I feel like all good stories start with a whispering optometrist. <laughs> um, basically, it's two things. So it's a, it's a physical response to certain auditory and visual stimuli. So most people describe it as just a deep feeling of relaxation or even euphoria and a tickly feeling on your head. Um, and it's equally an internet sensation. And so it's one of the biggest things on YouTube. More Australians search for it than they search for 
AFL, hip-hop and gaming combined, which is wild. What? Um, Are you kidding me? In Australia, it's, it's Googled more it's, than AFL, hip-hop combined. Yeah. Well, where's the button, Daiso? Hit the button. Well, yes, I'm <laughs> going to hit the button here, Laura. Mind. <laughs> That's absolutely <Wow>. incredible. <laughs> yeah, I, I think of it as like, I haven't got the response myself, but you remember those sort of like spider wire things you can put on your head and it just makes your, yes. sh- your neck go oh, all uh, crinkly? That's what I imagine that uh, ASMR will get if you, if you get the right one and it starts hitting the sweet spot. Yeah, it's exactly that. And it's something that people have experienced probably forever and just weren't talking about, which I love because it it tells us that there's so much more that we're all experiencing and just like too embarrassed to say. (laughs) But most most people just experience it when they're in really intimate uh, situations with like if you're lying in bed with your partner, for example, and they're maybe running their fingers through your hair, you might experience it. And basically what ASMR has become is people manufacturing that for YouTube so you can access it at any time. For example, when you've just been dumped, um, so yeah, it just became this, this little, um, thing I became addicted to and completely right. changed my life. Yeah. Well, look, tell me about that. You know, you've, you've gone through the breakup. Tell me about mm-hmm. the headspace you're in, in that moment. All right. And yep. then what led you to then click on whatever video it was and what was the video? Cause you'd already watched the whispering optometrist. <laughs> what was this thing that yeah. suddenly you went, oh, okay, this is my world now. I mean, I started listening to it just because, you know, when you've just broken up with someone and like you reach over in the bed and it's like this cold and there's no one there. And, oh, like, a barren wasteland, yes. It's a barren, <laughs> yeah, it's a barren wasteland of feeling. Yeah. Um, and what really got me was just like the absence of hearing someone breathing next to you. Really, um, yeah. So I, that's what I put on. I, I found like a 10-hour video of someone breathing, uh, just like delayed it all night. My housemates the next day, like, were like, was there someone in our house? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was my ASMR boyfriend. Oh. Um, um, but the thing that really like flipped the switch for me was I discovered ASMR relationship role play, which is a whole other niche, um, which is what the, the podcast Pillar Talk is about very specifically. So that's a, a community of people who via ASMR will role play um, as an intimate relationship to you. So they'll pretend to be like your boyfriend or your mom or your therapist or your best friend, whatever you want. Yeah. And well, I guess it'd be a spectrum from just, you know, wanting that comfort and stuff to getting into the world of kink and that kind of thing. Yes. You have to listen to episode three. Wow, <laughs> that is it. Pillow, <laughs> Pillow right. Talk is the name of it. It sounds like you go all over the shop where it gets to uh, ASMR, Laura. Um, what, out of everything, what, what sort of is a really great sound to you? So the one that used to get me, it's actually changed. My favourite one used to be hairbrushing. Yeah. But now, years later, I'm obsessed with ASMR pet tube. So it's a combo of pets and ASMR. And it's just like hours of like Labradors eating watermelon. And it's the best (laughs) thing ever. Chop, 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 chop. All right, we're going to try and get some of that so that our listeners could enjoy the sensation as well. Oh, what? So, wait, I was sipping on a drink and people hated it, but a Labrador eating watermelon is suddenly the nicest sound in the world? Well, people either tend to either experience ASMR, which is a pleasant feeling, or to the same sound, they experience this thing called misophonia, which is when you have the ex- exact opposite reaction and it makes you want to spew. Like the coriander so, of sounds. 
It is the program. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, Laura, it sounds incredible. You do have uh, an Audible original. Pillow Talk is the name of it. If you want to hear the, the whole world and perhaps find a niche that you could then branch off with and go on your own merry way. But is it dangerous, Laura? Is there, um, does sometimes having these sort of like role play boyfriends and girlfriends and partners and, and these parents things, can you become sort of um, dependent on that and somewhat withdraw from potentially um, uh, developing relationships in real life? Sorry, have you been reading my diary? This is really embarrassing. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay, well, if you're listening now, I mean, Matt and I, we, we've got access to microphones. If you'd like your very own <laughs> Matt and Alex scripted role play, we'd be happy to try it out for you um, just to see if we can dip our toe in the water in this world. But until then, Laura Noj, Pillow Talk is the name of it, Audible Original. Jump on board and uh, have a listen. It sounds absolutely fascinating. We can't thank you enough for joining us here on All Day Breakfast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so it brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex all-day breakfast. Gosh, a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you to Laura Noyes as well. ASMR optometrist. Well, you were just in. saying you were saying off air just before that you'd seen ones where it's like a Russian hairdresser <laughs> sort of. Go on, yeah. do your impersonation of it. Okay, would you like the front or the back insights? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Okay. I mean, that's just going to replace people's boyfriends now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But look, like Alex said, if you want us to role play anything, we can be the sound of your neighbour's lawnmower going over a stick. (laughs) (laughs) We can be a puppy chewing your favourite remote. (laughs) Or we could be... Producer Broad reacting to that. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Please keep in touch with us at matt.n.alex and we'll we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. See you next time. <laughs> That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.n.alex. Listener.